Welcome to the Harvest Time Podcast. Harvest Time is a faith community reaching and embracing real people, engaging them in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit harvesttime.net. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Isaiah chapter 9, listen to these words this morning. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. That was written 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. Luke's Gospel. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Matthew's Gospel. Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. I guess you could say the light of the star announced the light of the world. There's something about light. Um, we like light. If you've ever watched the movie Bugs Life, uh, we are drawn to light. I can't stop. You know, we like light. Uh, I was just flying a few days ago back from Peru, and when you fly over the ocean, it's, it's, just, it's pitch black. It's darker than the darkest midnight over the ocean. Of course, as you get closer to land, you begin to see the city lights. You begin to recognize, hey, I'm, I'm getting close to home. Light always draws us. I, I, I think you could probably assess that life likes light. There's something about light and life that go together. In John's Gospel, the very first chapter and the first five verses, the Bible says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The very creation is evidence of Jesus Christ. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus Christ was in the beginning. He will be at the end. He has always been. Let's just, let's talk about Jesus for a second today. If you think back to the year A.D. 1, after his death, notice our calendar is set based on the life of Christ. The year A.D. 1, there was about 300 million people upon the earth. You come fast forward to the year of the 1800s. Around that time, there's about a billion people upon the earth. Most recently, around 7 billion have been born upon this earth. If you think about the billions that have been born upon this earth all the time, we still keep discussing one man named Jesus Christ. He lived 33 years, just a very short life, and we begin with him from the very beginning at his birth, which was prophesied many, many, many hundred years before it actually happened. You kind of get the sense there's something about this man named Jesus. Now, there's some that reject him and some that suggest he doesn't exist. or Hey, he was just a man, and you can make that choice. I hope you won't because it's a very destructive choice to your life. Or you can accept him. If you choose to ignore him, again, which you can't, it doesn't make him any less the light of the world, doesn't make him any less the son of God, doesn't make him any less the only hope for your life and for my life. But today, if you'll accept him, you'll find that the light he brings to your journey can illuminate your path and help you get out of the darkness. It's not complicated. The best way to get out of the dark is to turn on the light. 
It's not complicated. In John's Gospel, the eighth chapter, Jesus said this. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. There are, there are two types of light, and we recognize the one very naturally. Physical light. We know that life is drawn to physical light, and, and, and we know that light brings growth, and we know that things that live in the darkness so, at some point will die off. I've, 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 I've got to be honest. Um, uh, there's been a time in my life I was afraid of the dark. Uh, I slept with a nightlight uh, as a kid and just kind of scared of the dark. And, you know, and, and I quit that a few weeks ago. And so um, <laughs> I, I'll never forget this either. As a young boy, we didn't have air in the house. And, 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 and so my mom was like, open the window up. I was so hot, laying there sweating in the bed. And, you know, she goes, open the window. I said, Mom, if I open the window, somebody will come and take me away. And, and here's how she comforted me. She said, Marty, they can't get you out the window. <laughs> and, and as if that wasn't enough, her, her next response was, if they take you home, I promise you they'll bring you back. And so then began my journey of self-esteem issues. But um, there's something about darkness that we tend to kind of pull from. None of us really like the dark. All of us like the light. You know, we, we always associate light with truth and truth with light. Um, Jesus isn't just the light, but he's the truth. Today, we tend to cover our darkest hours. We cover the things no one knows about, the, the addictions, the sicknesses inside our hearts. We, we hide behind things, and we falsely illuminate our life, and we, we, we just cover our darkness through medications and further issues. We blame other people when all we have to do is turn the light of Jesus Christ on. Today could be the last day of your life of blaming somebody else for your sinfulness, your darkness, if you simply chose to turn the light of Jesus Christ on. See, Jesus gives his followers a promise. He said, those who follow after me will never again walk in darkness. That's a promise from Scripture. Um, Proverbs, I love this right here. It says, uh, but the way of the wicked is like total darkness, they have no idea what they are stumbling over. Have you ever paused to recognize how we stumble as a society all the time? I was looking back through some previous years of Christmas notes, and I, and I just kind of noticed this out of nowhere. Every year, right around this time, the last several years, there's been something significant in our society that has caused us to cry out for hope and to try to solve the problems of mankind. We've just in recent days and weeks went through horrific events in, in Ferguson, Missouri, and New York City. And I'm going to tell you today, and, and I'm not, I don't have an agenda, I'm not being political, I'm just telling you, you cannot legislate the hatred that's in the heart of a human being. You have to turn the light of Jesus Christ on. And until one loves his neighbor as himself, we will not stop these issues. You can, you can have your laws, you can have your groups, your caucuses, you can have your side over here and your side over there, but until we all get on God's side, we're going to keep hurting each other because that's the darkness inside of us. I have to love my neighbor as myself. That's what Jesus said I should do. And when I have the light, I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. See, it's just simple. When you walk in the light as he is in the light, 
then we see life through the light of Jesus Christ. Proverbs 4, 18, the verse before the one I just read to you says this. Watch this. It says, but the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of the dawn, which shines even brighter until the full light of day. The way of the righteous, like the full gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter. The light of Jesus Christ doesn't get darker and darker. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter with every step you choose to follow after the truth of Jesus Christ. Um, we live in some dark days. You say, Marty, um, it's dark out there. It is. Sin, brokenness, wickedness, iniquity, it's out there. Death, divorce, destruction, terrorism, need I go on further? I think it's time we turn the light of the truth of Jesus Christ on for all of us as mankind. Here's some good news today. In the darkest hour of the night, the light of Jesus Christ only shines brighter and brighter. Let me give you an example. A few years ago, I was with uh, my wife and some other couples in our church, and we went down in this cave, and, and it was probably 150 feet below the earth's surface. And, and, the, and the guide, we were in a room about the size of this middle section, maybe kind of half this room right here, about 40 of us in this little area. We kind of gathered in kind of close and tight, and they had to grease me, get me out of the cave. But um, I got down in the cave easy because the pressure's going down, but come back up, it's like, we got to get some grease down here and get this guy out of the cave. And so... We're all in this area, and he goes, everybody, hold your spot, stand, so we're going to turn the lights out. And, and listen, I've seen dark before. You know, I've, 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 uh, I've, I've been out in the dark hunting, and I've, I've taken the trash back to the dark dumpster area. My wife goes, with me to make sure I'm okay. And um, I've been in the dark before, but, but, but this was dark. And, and, and he turned the light off. And I'm telling you, it was a black, pitch black darkness like you've never seen in your life. You could not put your hand in front of your face and see it. It was the darkest I've ever seen in my life to this day. But he did this. He took a very small Bic lighter and he popped it, flicked it. And that little bitty flame about that big lit that room up like a football field at midnight. You know why? Because the darker the night, the brighter the light of Jesus Christ that shines. You may say, these are some dark days, Marty. Yeah, they are. But where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. You may say, Marty, you have no idea how messed up and dark my life is. Where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. In your darkest hour, the light of Jesus Christ can shine so bright that it can change your entire life for eternity come. Darkness, light, Jesus is light. Light gives us hope. Christ brings, brings hope. Christmas is about hope. Christmas is about light. We sure like the lights at Christmas time. Let, let's go back to just a second ago. I mentioned the evil on the earth and darkness. And I know for some of you that's a challenge because you look at that and you think to yourself, you know, Marty, let, let's just talk about that because if, if there was a God, why can't he make all this just go away? I mean, if there's darkness and evil, then that's proof there's not a God. Maybe it's just the opposite. Maybe the darkness we see is because of the evidence we have seen God, and we understand he does exist. Let me give you an example. I just got back from Peru, and the average person there is about four foot two. They thought I was Goliath. 
and my travel partner, my fellow minister, his name was David, so David and Goliath went to Peru. <laughs> the, the average guy there stood under my armpit level. True story. I mean, I had no idea. And, and so, now think about this. If they've never seen a person who's tall, they don't know the difference in short and tall. The contrast brings out the awareness of the differences. I would suggest today to consider that evil is not proof there is not a God, but evil is proof that there is a God because we have tasted his goodness, we have tasted his favor, and by that recognition, we now understand that there's something better than what we have, and that's why we cry out for hope on the inside of our hearts every day. Jesus Christ is light. Jesus Christ is truth. He will change your life. You say, Marty, how does this work? Well, you just got to have faith. You say, well, what's faith? Well, faith and hope. Think about that together. Ephesians chapter 11 says this. It says that faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Faith and hope kind of go like this. Faith and hope are very similar. You say, how do you get faith and hope? You just believe. You just trust. You say, well, I don't, I don't believe in this whole God thing. Well, that's a choice you can make, but I don't recommend it. Let's, let's, let's hit that issue for just a second. If, if I die and there is not a heaven or a hell, and I just simply cease to be, my light goes off, voila, you bury me, I'm done. Then I've lived a good life and it's over. I've lost nothing. I've lost nothing. I've, I've lived a life that honors God. I've honored my family. Um, I've, I've avoided selfishness as best I can through the power of Christ in me. And, and I've done my journey as God had intended. And it's just over. If, if you die and I'm right, then you're going to face for eternity an ever ending, never-ending hell, absent the presence of God and torment for eternity. If I'm right about heaven and hell, you got to really think this through. If I'm wrong, there's nothing to lose but a good life here and now. I think I'm right. You say, how do you know you're right? I believe. I have faith. And I have trust in God. See, belief and hope and faith kind of run together. Let, let, let me give you uh, some thoughts, though, about this, because for most of us, hope is very external. We think about hope from the outside. We, we think about hope and Christmas and, you know, Christmas Day is coming up in a few days. And, and I know you're going to rush down that Christmas morning in your pajamas and your bedhead and bad breath because you got to get there quick, you know. And so the kids will wake you up and voila, you're going to run downstairs and get there as quick as you can, open those presents. And every kid and every adult is hoping for that perfect gift this year. But outside hope is very relative, for, for example, uh, this Christmas, there's a kid who's hoping for the next toy, the next Disney toy, the next uh, uh, techno toy. The little, little kid's hoping for a toy. On the same day, there's a kid somewhere hoping for a meal that day. There's a teenager this Christmas going to wake up hoping for the latest iPhone, that, that big one that looks like a computer on the side of your head. That's what they're hoping for. I've got to have this the same time there's a teenager somewhere else hoping that this year the abuse stops 
Somewhere there's an adult going to hope that this Christmas everything works out perfect. The lights are all going to work. The meal will be great. The family will show up. And Cousin Eddie won't arrive. (laughs) That's the hope. On the same day, there's an adult somewhere else hoping that they can find warmth and shelter and live another day. See, that's external hope, and and all of us get that, and there's nothing wrong with hoping for stuff. I get that. I'm not taking that from you at all. But when it comes to spiritual hope, it's not external. It's not relative. It's reality. You either have the light of Christ or you don't. You've either accepted Christ as your light, as your Savior, as your truth, as the forgiver of your sins, or you have not, and now you stumble every day in darkness. You say, Marty, I know some Christians, and they've been saved a long time, and they still stumble. Yes, the Bible says even a good man stumbles or falls, but watch as the Bible says he gets up again, and then we walk the path God has for us. Coming to Christ doesn't take everything away, but it gives you hope and direction in the difficulty of your life every day. You'll still have challenges. I've been married 20 years. Um, uh, I'm not perfect, but my wife sure is. There are still challenges in married life. I have two kids. Parenting is not perfect at all. But you know what? When we do life God's way, it gets a whole lot easier and a whole lot brighter, and you stumble a whole lot less because you walk in the light as he is in the light. You just got to choose to believe, have faith, and hope. You got to choose to trust in God. Spiritual hope is not relative. It's reality. How long will you continue in your life, day after day, week after week, year after year? Let me give you an example to show you how we walk in darkness. There's a calling in the side, inside of your heart. I, I would submit this today. And you can think about this, and you may want to disagree, and that's fine. If you're here on Christmas, our Christmas weekend show, there's something on the inside of you that says there's something real about this man named Jesus. Now, you can push it to the side, you can put it behind you, and you can do what you want all year long, but it's amazing. Christmas and Easter, by the thousands, people drive to churches all over America because the inside calls to them. The rest of the year, they drive everywhere else because they live for themselves most of the year. See, I would challenge you to just submit to yourself this day. He is the light of my life. He is the light of the world. Romans chapter 5, read a couple of verses here, and we're almost done. It says, therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace. There's a Christmas word for you. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we've also obtained access by faith into this grace, watch this close, in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. See, you're going to have sufferings this This life has sufferings. But when you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're going to rejoice in them because you understand what they do. Watch what the Bible says. It says, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. That's how this works. Watch this next verse. It says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured up in in our hearts through his Holy Spirit who's been given to us. For while we were yet sinners, while we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. Before you ever reached out to Jesus Christ, he's been reaching toward you from day one. Before you ever called on his name, 
You've been reconciled or have the opportunity for reconciliation through the power of Jesus Christ. Now, let's, let's just unwrap this real fast. Um, this is Christmas time, and, and at Christmas we often give gifts. Notice how we associate gifts with Christmas. Christ was the gift from God to mankind. We associate gifts every year with Christmas. This Christmas, you're going to get some gifts. You're going to thank the, the, the giver. Hey, thank you very much. And you're going to do one of two things. You're going to take the gift, open it, and use it. Or you're going to take the gift and open it and re-gift it next Christmas. I mean, let's just be honest about that. That's what some of you are going to do, okay? Now, I won't have you raise your hand, but in the house today, I promise you we have some closet re-gifters. I, I know nobody knows but you and God, and I, I'm not going to call you out. I'm just telling you, you're going to use it or you're going to re-gift it. Let's scratch off the second one for our talk today and go back just to the first one. You're going to use it. You're going to get a gift. You're going to thank the giver of the gift, and you're going to open the gift. You're going to receive it in your life, and you're going to put it into practice. God's the giver of Jesus. God's gift to us was his son. He gave his only begotten son. All we have to do is open the package by discovering who he is and then accept him into our life, and then we've got to begin to use him by living by his word, walking in his light and his truth, walking in forgiveness and mercy and grace every day. That's how we receive and activate the gift of God in our life. Or you can push it aside and go one more year. Let's go back to eternity for just a second. Since last Christmas, everybody here at some level, some close proximity probably has lost somebody you've loved. There's been somebody that you've known your whole life that may be passed between last Christmas and this year. And I promise you that this time next year, we'll have the same conversation. I've done funeral services all the way from infant babies all the way up to 99 years of age. All of us will face eternity one day. Where will you be at that point. When you receive the gift of Jesus Christ, you'll have assurance of eternal hope in Christ. I'm going to summarize for you today really quick Christmas in one simple verse. It's a simple verse, and it's the whole Christmas story in one. It's John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life, and that is the short story of Christmas. Jesus Christ gave his life so that you and I could have everlasting life. Will you today consider receiving in the gift of Jesus into your heart. I'm going to pray for you. Bow your heads across the entire house, please, quickly. Where's your life at right this moment? Are you stumbling? Are you fumbling? Are you tripping? Maybe literally tripping. Are you bound? Are you addicted? Are you tired? Are you angry? Are you hurt? Do you feel guilt and shame? Do you wonder when this will stop? Have you ever cried at night by yourself and thought, I just can't keep doing it this way? We're going to all pray a prayer today of faith. You just got to pray and believe it. That's how this works. You believe. That's faith. That's hope. That's light. If you're prepared to say, Marty, I don't want to do it my way anymore. I want to try God's way. Maybe you do this every year. That's fine. Do it again. Maybe not many, many years. Do it today. 
maybe never before than today's your hour. I want everybody in the house and even those watching online, I want you to right now to repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, come on, say, dear Jesus, I confess today all of my sin to you. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for cleansing me. I thank you for being the light of my life. Today I accept you. I declare you as my Lord, my Savior, and my King. In your name I pray. Amen. Come on, give Jesus Christ a praise today. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. It's always encouraging to know how God is touching lives through this ministry. So if you have a story of how God is working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at share at harvesttime.net.